All right, so this morning, it's our Thanksgiving Sunday, and um, I really felt that instead of me, you know, preaching about Thanksgiving, I want us to have a discussion. I want us to have a discussion. So this is going to be more like a family discussion that is going to just uh, give you an understanding of where we are at. And also, there's some repenting that I feel I have to do as well as a pastor of this church because I really feel that there are some things that probably I could have done better, but I think I didn't do better because I was thinking that I am doing better, not knowing that I probably was in the wrong space. So, you know, a church is a very, very difficult entity to, uh, to define because a church is a spiritual entity. You know, when you look at the church, it's a spiritual entity. So what it means is that a church is probably one of the few organizations that we can say is directly linked to God in terms of its formation. God himself said, I will form the church. All organizations, like we have said, belongs to God. But the church is an agency of heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it means that it's a spiritual entity. You know where the problem is? If you look at the church, just from a spiritual point of view, it's very difficult for us as well to do some of the things that requires us to do because the church is also a social entity. So while the church is a spiritual entity, like people would say, you know, salvation is free, uh, spiritual things are free, and these things we don't see them and everything. But the truth of the matter as well is that a church is a social entity, which means that there are certain social things that we are responsible for as a church. Just before I left going to, um, to Zambia, my wife and I drove to Zanin for a funeral. That is the social aspect of the church. It's got nothing to do with spirituality. We have a responsibility socially to also go through the pain of the people that are going through pain. A few weeks ago, I was, I was in, uh, in uh, uh, KwaZulu-Natal with Pastor Nathaniel. We went to bury one of the small boys here at church who passed away five years old. It's a social thing. When we were there, I wasn't a pastor per se. I was somebody who has come, sent by Tswane Central to come and mourn with the people. So when I'm in that space, I, I actually don't even fight for a, for a seat. I sit where everybody's sitting. We do everything. That, that is a social thing. You know, the love communities are a social thing. Now, when you only look at the church from a spiritual point of view, many of us can start missing the point of the church being a social entity. From a social point of view, we have a lot of responsibilities. I was just speaking about the, 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 the aircons, for example. It is my social 
responsibility as a pastor to make sure that this place is safe, this place is air-conditioned, this place is because we have people that come to this, uh, to this church and you can't stay in a dirty place, you can't stay in a hot place. But you know what? The church is also a legal entity. There are certain things that I cannot do because I would be arrested. They don't care whether you are a pastor or you are a prophet or you are an apostle. They will arrest you and you will go to jail. Why? Because it's a legal entity. And all these things require administrative stuff behind what we are doing. And because of that, it's very, very crucial that you look at your responsibility as a member of this church, as a pastor of this church, at every one of those three levels. Many of us are very comfortable at the spiritual level and you are not socially responsible. Many of us could be probably socially responsible but maybe not very legally responsible. Now, when you look at all these things, from a social point of view, there are things like finances. At a social point of view, there are things like this building. You know, this building costs us a lot of money every single month, for example, to have the lights on, that's social. To have uh, the insurance, do you even know that it's insured? You didn't know. It's insured, what will happen if they bomb it? What will happen if it broke down they, we, then we would lose. Hmm? So, in the same way, many of us, now we are in church, we are sitting, but there's somebody that we pay most of the times here at Swane Central that runs around looking after your nice jalopies. It's a social responsibility. Now, why am I saying these things? Because when you are thanking God when you are thanking God, you can't thank him just at one level. Amen? Because remember that he helps you at all the three levels. He helps you socially. He helps you legally. He helps you spiritually. He helps you in every other way with your career. He helps you with your finances. He helps you. Now, there's a lot of people that are just too spiritual. And I know it's a gimmick. Most of the times they are very spiritual when it suits them. But they also come to a place where they can explain to you about the social responsibilities when it suits them. Ah, you pastor, you don't love us, this and that. But when you say, guys, let's do one or two things, they are refusing. Are you seeing what I mean? It's a double standard. It's a double standard. If you are going to require me to do certain things for you, from a social point of view, you will also be responsible socially. I, I, I don't come to the, I, like I was saying, that little boy that was sick in the hospital, I, I did not drive to, to Midrand. And I just went to a filling station and like, oh, I'm going to pray for a boy that is sick, so just fill it up, man. 
We are a spiritual responsibility here. No, they would, they would arrest me and take me somewhere. They'll be like, this man is not okay. You understand that? Yesterday, yesterday when I was coming from Malawi, everyone on that plane paid, including me. They didn't care. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't walking in that plane and I'm like, hey, do you know me? Pastor Nathaniel calls me apostle. So let me on this plane. No ways. They would be like, sorry, but you remain in Blantai. You see what I mean? So ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand these things and we need to understand these things and become sober about them that they should not bother us. Why? Because we know that these things are true at every level. A church is a spiritual entity. Do I refuse? I don't. I know there are certain responsibilities. I don't charge people to pray for them. It's a free thing that we do. You see that? But you see, uh, you, you can't tell me, you know, uh, somebody, somebody is getting married in Umtata. And you are getting married in Umtata. You, you are getting married in Umtata. You pay for your accommodation where your, those girls that dance are going to stay. You pay for your food, for your chef. You understand that? You, 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 you pay very big money for that nice white dress. And then you don't have any budget for the pastor. The one that you are saying is going to come and, and officiate your marriage. It's wrong. It's very, very wrong. The pastor is the only one who is struggling. Everybody else has been factored in. They are in air-conditioned rooms. The pastor is in the car. <laughs> Burning. It's a spiritual responsibility. It is a spiritual responsibility, but now it has gone to social. So it has financial implications. Even at a funeral, you have paid for the undertaker. And the pastor is driving all the way from wherever. And, and you just look at him. You don't even know what, where he got the money to come. It is wrong. Oh. Now when we talk about funerals, you are quiet. Hmm. You, 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 must, you must understand how, how life is. There are certain things that we have to talk about and be sober about. We are not fighting here. And, and I will tell you that from my side, I'm not saying these things because I want to shame you. I want to say these things because I want you to be a human being that other people are going to appreciate. You see this guy here. His name is Daylight. This, this guy, his name is Daylight. When Daylight was getting married... To Rulani, he said to me, give me the bill for your transport, give me the bill for your 
uh, accommodation. And you know what? I want you to come early to Maramulele. I want you to come one day earlier because I will book you in a beautiful place, you and Mamuruti, in the Kruger National Park. And me and my wife drove to Toyando through there. We went to that gate there. We went and stayed in a beautiful place. I bought a lot of mangoes. Like I spent the whole night eating mangoes there. <laughs> and then in the morning, we drove and we went to the place where he had put us for two more nights. And we enjoyed the wedding. You know why? I was calm and I was relaxed. <laughs> yes. That's what happens when, when, when somebody has solved your problems. But can you imagine if I am in Maramlele and that, that dashboard is already red? <laughs> and I'm like, how will we get to Pretoria? So ladies and gentlemen, when, when we thank God, when we, when we are dealing with God, God did not create us and put us in heaven. He created us and he put us on earth. And here on earth, we have social, we have physical, we have material, we have financial, we have legal responsibilities. Let us not become spiritual about those things. Those things are not spiritual. Those things are real. Those things are real. If your pastor has not eaten, he feels the same hunger that you feel. The same hunger that you feel. But you just, it, even the Bible says when a person comes in your space and they don't have clothes and they are naked and they are hungry you can't say go be warmed and you'll be fine the bible says no do something about it what it is talking about is that you have a spiritual responsibility why am i saying these things to you i told you i'm going to talk to us this morning as a family as a father of this house i want you to hear me and i don't want you to get angry this morning the reason I am doing this, I feel bad. When I came to Twana Central, Twana Central was subsidized. 60 to 65% of the budget of Twana Central. And Twana Central used to fail to pay the 35%. I said to Dr. Dale, we will turn that around because I am not going to do that I gave them three years. So in 2019, we were just about to break even, just about to break even. And then COVID hit and we went back. When we were doing the budgets before I went to Malawi, we are back at 60%. It is not good that we should be just doing 40% of the budget of what we do here at Swanee Central, and then 
the Doxadeo family, you know, should be giving us 60%. Even if we flipped it 60-40, this church is big enough to look after itself. There are just some people here that are just so comfortable and you are not taking responsibility. You are not taking responsibility. You are leaving the responsibility and I want to say thank you to all those people that are taking responsibility. I see the attitude of some of you. The attitude is so bad, but you don't take any responsibility. You say a lot of funny stuff, but you have never, ever given anything. You don't have the right. No, you don't. I can pray for you without you coming here. Amen? Amen? You don't need to come here. When you come here, you are a big responsibility to us. Because you are sitting on a chair that somebody who is supposed to take responsibility is sitting on. You are drinking water that somebody must be drinking. Sit at home, we'll pray for you. It is time to take social, spiritual, physical, material, financial responsibility at Swane Central in the year 2024. Yes, the team will tell you I started with us as the team. Pastor Nathaniel is here. He can tell you the same thing that I am saying to you this morning. I said it to the team. If you work at Tony Central, you will be the first one. You will be the first one. I cannot be standing here saying what I am saying to you and my team is not doing what I am saying. It is shameful it is very shameful that a 25-year-old can be looking after 44 years old people and 60-year-olds people and 80-year-olds people. A 25-year-old just because he's white. No, I refuse. I refuse. We are also going to take responsibility and each and if you are going to put a debit order of 200 rand every single month, I salute you. I salute you. I salute you. You are taking responsibility. You are taking responsibility. There are so many of us that you, you, you come to China Center. I see it. The people that are carrying this church don't even talk too much. I know them. You can, even now that I am talking like this, they are feeling very bad. Because they take responsibility, but you will see the ones that don't what they will be saying after today. I know. Uh, what, what does he think he is? Let me tell you what I think I am. I am the pastor of this church. We will take responsibility 
Starting from our leaders, we will take responsibility. Starting from our partners, we will take responsibility. And anyone who is part of Twane Central, we will take responsibility. We, as Twane Central, cannot continue at any cost to be looked after by Hartfield Christian, but Hartfield Doxa Dale Church with 90 people. It's a shame. Now, the second level that I want to talk to us about this morning is a lot of people talk about law and they talk about grace. Let me tell you something. Grace, there is nowhere in the Bible where we say that grace has flipped the law. Never. The Bible says that grace has come to fulfill. To fulfill. So which means then that if in the Old Testament they even gave 10%, there's a very big possibility that you and me even if it may not be specified, we have even a much larger responsibility. Let us not mistake the Sinai law that God gave to Moses on Mount Sinai to the law of life. The law of life treats things the same way. When people die in the Old Testament, they die the same way in the New Testament. When somebody is going through grief in the New Testament, is going through grief the same way in the Old Testament. And our responsibilities when somebody is going through that is the same way. So when, when it comes to us taking responsibility, especially when it comes to us looking after what belongs to us, we need not to become spiritual. That is why I say to you, I really feel myself that I have to repent. I told the, the team when, before I left to Malawi, I said, you know what? I think it is my fault that I have not told the people the truth because I feel they will be offended. And I would want in front of everybody today to ask for forgiveness for not telling you the truth that you have a responsibility. I have given you an impression that all is well at Tswane Central. And when you come, you find the place clean. When you come, you find me clean, smelling nice. And, and, and I come, you know, everything is fine. But is it that true? Somebody else is doing that for us from another campus. I've just been talking about the aircons right now. They're coming from another campus. Am I not happy? I am very, very happy. But when I told them that we will do it, I wasn't even thinking about them to be given to us. I told them we will buy them. I told them we will buy them. Just like I have told them. We carpeted this place, we did all kinds of things, we bought all kinds of things. This money did not come anywhere it came from the few people that are so committed here at Swana Central. And I want to reiterate again, thank you. How can a church 
of a thousand plus people have 80 people give? How is that possible? It's wrong. And some of you, you know, uh, you even say, you know what, uh, uh, the church in the city is not my church. Look here, go to your church. I'm telling you, come on, man. Go to your church. Leave us alone. You, somebody came here. They wanted to be in the worship team. That time I was doing the interviews for worship team people. So she comes in front of me and I, I say to her, so tell me, why do you want to be in the worship team at Swana Central? I like to sing. You like to sing? She says, yeah, you know. I said, so tell me, uh, are you a partner at Swana Central? She says, no. I'm not a partner at Swana Central. Um, my father... She mentions the father in front of me. I was ticked off. You know, I, I was angry. And I said to her, I said, my sister, go back. Don't waste my time. You can't come here and say your father is in Stanga. What are you doing here? I am your father. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's why I come when you are pregnant and you're giving birth. Call him from Stanga to get on the plane. Some, some, some pastors call me from some places, you know, hey, Ken, uh, my son is coming to Pretoria. I want to be attending your church. I said, he's still your son. Let him come to Polo Kwane. If he comes to Pretoria, he's my son, my friend. If he starts doing funny things here at Twane Central, it's me who has a legal responsibility. If he kills somebody here, they're not going to go to Stanga and look for somebody. Don't be, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't. If they do things in this church, they're not going to even mention Stanga. They will mention that guy. And then you want to refuse me. Uh, it's wrong. So, here is a scripture. <laughs> that I thought, you know, even if we are talking about these things from a heart, you know, but let's use some scripture. <laughs> you know, it's good to use some scripture. <clears throat> it says in Deuteronomy chapter 26, 1 to 3, and it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first fruits of the ground, which you shall bring from your land, that the Lord your God is giving you, and put in a basket, and go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. The very first thing that you need to understand about God is that God 
does not like to be put second in your life. He says, the first thing that you produce, among those first things, take something and take it to him. Do you know what, when you do that, what you are saying is that you are the one that sits on the throne of my life. He wants to occupy the highest position in your life. Some of us, it's a pity that some of us, we love to be so spiritual, but we don't like to be obedient. We, 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 we pacify our lack of obedience with, with a lot of spirituality. So we become so hyper prayerful, we become so hyper reading the Bible, we become, but you are disobedient. The Bible says that God would rather you be obedient than you offer him a sacrifice. You understand that? Because a sacrifice is just that hyper spirituality. Obedience is showing that you have respect for God. The second thing, when we go to verse uh, 3, it says, And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father was a Syrian about to perish. And he went down to Egypt and dwelt there, few in number, and there became a great nation, mighty and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God, our Father. And the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and labor and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm with great terror and with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. You can see somebody is acknowledging where what they have is coming from. They say we used to be in Egypt and we used to be mistreated. Some of you, you know where you are coming from. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be where you are. But the way that you treat God, who took you out of bondage, into the place where today you can even look and smell the way you are. But you treat God as if God is the one who is right at the end and your grandmother is in front of God. It's a shame. It's a shame. This man says, I know where I am coming from and I am bringing this offering before you because of what you have done for me. How many people did not make it to 2023 December and you are sitting here breathing his air and you want to, be, to behave as if we just touch your little nose. You will see how you start screaming. The reason why we don't, the reason why we don't respect God, we think 
we are better than him. That man says, no, 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 no. These people were about to perish. God helped us. Me, I know. If it wasn't for God, I would be looking after cows. <laughs> yeah. That's why I do what I do. Because I know he took me from, the, like David said, he took me from the miry clay and he set me on the rock that is higher than I. And that is why I do and I say what I say. Because I know this God. He says, we used to be slaves. We, 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 I, I used to rent out a house there in Soshangove in the back of somebody's house. One room with a toilet in the middle. Are you seeing what I mean? Yes. But God has brought me this far. I have lived in estates. I, I, I have gone to different countries. I'm just coming out of a beautiful plane with beautiful people. I wasn't looking, wearing broken stuff. No, everybody who was there was looking good like me. But you know what? I know that there was a time there was a time when this woman here and me would go to spa and we would buy four pieces of chicken. This woman here would cook two and she would leave two and she would say, baby, this is for tomorrow. I, I, I know that. And then do you, do you expect me not to come before God and say thank you? Why? 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 This man says we, we were almost perishing. He is acknowledging. One way that you're going to acknowledge that, don't just thank God spiritually with prayer. There are some, some times when it's not just the prayer of thanksgiving. It's you showing that this is what God has done for me. It says, then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. When, when did you, let me, let me just get very, very serious with this thing, ladies and gentlemen. When was the last time when you genuinely felt that everything that you have become and everything that you are was as a result of God. Like literally worshiping him for that. Many of us, it's because we are clever. God only becomes important when we are in a nut. When we get to that space where we realize that, oh, I am just human. So you shall rejoice. The Bible says, after you have done what? Worshipped. You shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. God wants you to acknowledge, but God wants you to also know that you can rejoice 
You see, I think some of us, why we are very sad, even when we have so much, we don't acknowledge where what we have is coming from. If we acknowledged, what would happen is that the guilty trip that you are on would not be there because you know. I'll show you why. Why many people have so much and still their lives are in deep, deep, deep trouble is because they don't get to that place where they worship God genuinely for what he has given them and then rejoice over what... Look here, God is not saying that you have to live a miserable life. What he is simply saying is that put me first. And look here, if you have taken out of your situation what is not yours, what remains is yours, what you do with it is up to you. If you buy a Q8, if you buy an Air 4, if you buy whatever, you can rejoice because the Bible says rejoice in everything that God has given you. You see, in the Bible, why you see most of the things in the Bible, especially a meal, why a meal is saved with wine in the Bible is because of that aspect of rejoicing over the abundance that God has given. The meal is the abundance. The wine is the rejoicing that God has given me this. When God has blessed you, enjoy. Don't feel inhabited, inhibited. The problem we most of the times feel inhibited is because of what is written below. It says, then you shall say before the Lord, I have removed the holy tithe from my house and also have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your commandments which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I have not eaten any of it when in mourning. So even the funeral did not make him eat the tithe. Nor have I removed any of it because of any other use. Nor given any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God and I have done according to all that you have commanded. The reason why the Bible uses mourning it's because it's the highest reason why you can be justified to use the tithe. It's the reason why you can be justified not to give. You can come and say, man, I had the funeral. I had the funeral, so I used the money for the funeral. But that Bible is saying, even when that happened, I never used that which belonged to you. You know, no, this and that, this and that. <clears throat> in, verse, in, verse, in verse 15 of this Bible, it says, Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the land which you have given us, just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes the blessing that is mentioned here 
is not the blessing of going to heaven. It's not the blessing of salvation. There are certain laws that God has put in his world that every one of us has to abide to them. And even non-believing people, when they use them, they work. From a status point of view, you are a child of God. But from a life law, you could be living in disobedience. And the Bible says, look down from heaven and bless my land. <clears throat> Why do you think God should continue blessing you when you don't support what he is doing? Why would you continue to pray to a God that you believe can help your family, a God that you believe can help your career, a God that you believe can help you in everything that you want in life. And when it comes to him asking you not for much, but asking you for just a little bit of what you earn, then it becomes something to talk about. This one that I am saying today can go on social media and I can become I can start trending because I am like trying to uh, push down this message. Let me tell you something. I told you, I felt myself that it was my fault. I never said the truth. At this church, we don't force any people to do anything. But let me tell you, we also have responsibilities. That man there that you saw that led our little children very nicely. He's got a beautiful wife. He's got a beautiful child that goes to school. That woman there, she needs to look just exactly like yourselves. She doesn't, because she's a pastor's wife, she doesn't have to be the one that comes to church not looking like you. You know why you want to do that? Because you want to look down on her. You want to, to feel superior to her. It doesn't have to be like that. If you wear, the Bible says that you don't muzzle an ox that is trading grain, uh, grain for you. And no soldier goes to war at his own expense. So it means then that us here at Swanee Central, Time, like Jesus said, there was time for grace, and now there's no time because I've told you. So time, ladies and gentlemen, for being at 20 Central and not taking responsibility is gone. I can't stay in those meetings myself and look like a little boy to people that are 12, 15 years younger than me. And them looking after me. It won't be the best. I want to be looking after them. They are younger. They are younger. You see, in the Bible, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord is said in a lot of scriptures when we administer the blessing of God correctly. In Proverbs chapter 11, 24, the Bible says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more, 
Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. Maybe our poverty is as a result of holding what is not ours. Our poverty could be as a result of eating that which is the Lord's. Give freely and become more wealthy. The New Living Translation says, be stingy and lose everything. The English Standard Version says, one gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Ladies and gentlemen, our poverty could be as a result of our stinginess. And that is why I feel responsible for this. And I, I, I told myself this morning, I, I'm not going to really uh, spare my words. Look, if, 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 80 people, if 80 people give at Swane Central, those are the people that I would be concerned if they left. You understand me? Yes. Because they are the ones that will make this place go down. If we have 1,000 people, 2,000 people, 80 people give, and then the 1,520 are wow, 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 wow. It doesn't matter. The 80 matters. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your bands will fill, will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Second Corinthians 9 5 says, Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren to go to you ahead of time and prepare your generous gift beforehand which you had previously promised that it may be ready as a matter of generosity and not a grudging obligation. But as I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able, this is where we always got and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for every good work. But we forget that that scripture is connected to a context. The context is generosity. The context is saying that you sent a gift. The context is that you looked after the church. And I know that because of that, the God that I save is going to make all grace abound towards you. Maybe your poverty is a result of your, your lack of generosity. Maybe your suffering and your struggles could be as a result of the fact that you are eating that which is holy. Proverbs says, honor the Lord with your gift. I'll read three more scriptures and then we're going to pray because today we're going to pray. 2 Chronicles chapter 31 verse 7, it says, In the third month, 
they began laying them in heaps and they finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah and the leaders came and saw the heaps, they blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zedok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat and have had plenty left, for the Lord has blessed his people. And what is left is this great abundance. The moment that the people responded to bringing into the house of the Lord, then the Bible says we had enough to eat and here is what is left behind. Philippians 4.10 But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need. I am not saying this thing because of need. You yourself, you know, I have been at Twani Central for eight years. If it was out of need, that need could have been the very first year. This is not out of need. If we close Twani Central, Dr. Deot can give me another campus. And I know that they like me. Yes. It is not because I want your money. It's because I just really feel that what we are doing is not right and it could be responsible for blocking your blessing and the blessing of this church. Yes. It says, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I can assure you that this scripture Paul is talking about is true even about my life with my family. Even during the time that I have been here at Swanee Central, there has been time when this big church, my car got broken at Swanee Central. I got into a taxi to go home. It stayed there for almost a month. Nobody asked what the pastor's car is doing in the car park until Temba and Porsche, without me telling them, they came to tell you that pastor is struggling with his car. If it is out of need, I could have stood here and said to you guys, my car is broken. There are people even here that know that even during the time that I have been here myself, there are times that we have had financial issues. We never even one day came to tell you. So if you are going to go out there and start spreading a rumor that this guy is wanting your money, I don't even want your money. I don't. If I did, I could have used my position when I really had need. When I really had need. I spent two years, I never went on holiday. Never went on holiday because I didn't have money. So you guys, you must take responsibility. You must take responsibility. He says, I have learned how to be blessed and I have also learned how to be abased. That is me. That is my wife. That is the 
team that I lead, we don't come here to expose ourselves. Even when things are tough, we just say, guys, we will continue and we will roll with the punches. But let me tell you, I say to myself, we cannot continue like that. Where is the respect? Where is the respect? Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ. This is the scripture that a lot of us caught. Ladies and gentlemen, it does not come without a context. It comes from a place where Paul says, I have learned to live like this, and I have learned to live like that because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I don't want to go on and on and on, but I can tell you, I can keep you busy here for a very long time. For a very long time, but I don't want to take that liberty because I have respect for you. Like I have said, myself, I don't in any way say the things that I have said this today in any context whatsoever. But I really just felt very, very uh, vexed when we are going down again to be given 60% subsidy by churches that some of them are much, much smaller than us. Here is something that I, I, I must forget. Many of you guys that are here today, the people that are giving you money here at Swane Central, you are their bosses at work. Yes. You who gives 10 rand, you are sitting on a chair that was bought by a person that you shout at at work just because they are white. It's, a, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. You walk around in that office with your beautiful suit and your nice letters. You give 20 rand at your church. That person has sat down with their family and they have said, this is the amount that we are going to be giving to church. And some of that money comes to Twana Central and you are feeling all important. It's a shame. A very big shame. We can't continue like that. So, I told the team and I'm going to tell the church, this is what we are going to do at Tuana Central. I know that 85 people, 100 people give here at Tuana Central consistently. I have seen some of those names since the time I came to Tuana Central. I have no problem with that. But my faith is telling me that I have to stretch a little bit more than just those people. And I told the team, we are going to start here at Swana Central. Every person that is at Swana Central, it doesn't matter how small, but I have a responsibility as a pastor to let you know that you have a social responsibility if you continue coming to Swana Central after today. you are going to give something to Tswana Central. And if you have a real job that if 
you remove 700 rand is not going to get you into a tailspin. I want us. I'll be the first one. I want every person like that. Those that are giving already above 700 is not a problem. You are already giving above 700. But I really believe God for 700 people to give 700 rand at Swane Central. You are asking me, is our budget that big? Our budget is not that big. What do you want to do with the money on top? What Dr. Sadeo has been doing to you for 20 years? Yes. Actually, it's 20, 23, 24 years. The top we will take and we will send to a church in Lilongwe. We will send to a church in Soshangove. We will send to a church wherever Dr. Sadeo sends money. Dr. Sadeo gives a lot of money. We are not the only ones that will get the money from Dr. Sadeo. So, when you get that, you go into your app. I'm sorry, you know, uh, we don't have the church account here today. But don't go home without asking for it. Ask for the church account. Go into your app this, morning, this afternoon and separate every single month. You're going to put a, what do you call that thing? Instruction. In your account. And you're going to say, you know what? I think here is the 700 or more. If you are not able to go up to 700, here is my advice to you. You are living beyond the potential that God wants for you. Don't settle. Don't tell yourself, I am a 350 kind of person. You are not. You are not just taking responsibility. Now you have taken it a little bit higher. You are not taking responsibility for this church and for yourself. You need to aspire that you also are going to go beyond the 700. You are going to aspire that what I am saying, when you hear, hear. I will, I will divulge this. But I wasn't told by the person who did this here at Swana Central. So like I have said, we haven't gone on holiday for two years. And this year I had faith. So I told my family, we are going to go on holiday. And I didn't even have the money. So one day I was talking to somebody. <laughs> they said to me, you know what, Pastor? You do a lot of things for us. What can I do for you? I heard you are looking for a computer. So I said, no, I'm not looking for a computer. The computer has already been sorted out. Then she says to me, but what can I still do? So I said to myself, I'm like, hey, this is now a little bit uh, territory that I don't normally go with church members, with past partners. I, I told her, I said, you know what? I actually am supposed to pay. for my family's accommodation and they don't know. I didn't tell her that. They didn't know I didn't have the money. I told my wife, I told my kids, my daughter had already started packing things and already started telling her friends that we are going on holiday. And she says to me, send me the bill. I sent her the invoice from the accommodation where we were going me, I thought, oh, she's going maybe to pay one third or two thirds and send it to me that, oh, I've halved it. She paid everything. I cried. I cried.
right. I don't, I don't get that often. I don't. I don't. But I'm not saying these things, ladies and gentlemen, because I want now everybody starting to say, hey, this and that. Your blessing is not only in giving me money, but there are so many people around you that are in need. But because you are not generous, you are not seeing it. Open your eyes. If you could not see a need of a prominent figure like myself in your campus, how much more that lady that just comes to church with you? How will you see that they don't even have food? How will you see that their child is not in school anymore? How will you see that? As we have been kept poor because we want all the time to be looked after. And the world knows that the moment Africans start to look after themselves, they are going to be unstoppable. The same thing at an individual level, at the church level, we can't continue to live like that. So, I want to ask from the bottom of my heart, starting from 700 rand or more, start to give and pray when you give and thank God when you give. Some of you, the 700 is going to be a stretch. But let me tell you, I want to read one passage of scripture and then I am going to leave. We are going to pray. This is the passage of scripture that I want to leave, to leave, uh, to leave you with. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say to me, in what, in what way shall we return? You probably are asking the same way. Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even the whole nation. Bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Like I have said, this curse that is being said about is not that you are not going to go to heaven. It's just that you have blocked your own financial prosperity. Just like if you eat wrongly, you are going to have wrong results. The same way, this is a law. That there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord. So what I want us to do this morning, the Bible says, try me. I sat down, even when I was in Malawi, when I was preparing this, I was sitting in my room and I was saying, try me, says the Lord. I want us to try something here at Tswana Central. Because for me, our respect is very important. Our respect is very important. I want this church to be a respected church 
I want people when they come here to feel that here are the people that are looking after us. So let's do that. I want to believe for 700 people that are going to give more than 700. If you can't, like I have said, don't settle until you get to that 700 and more. So I asked one of the church uh, partners here at Swan Center, he's a chartered accountant. And I said to him, I want you to send me a budget spreadsheet. I want he designed a budget, a budget spreadsheet. This budget has even a schedule for you to calculate your investments. It's got uh, uh, a schedule for the real amount of loan that you are paying because many of us think that when we have a loan and we pay 1,000 rand for a loan, actually you could be paying 300 rand, 700 is your interest. There is that formula in that spreadsheet. So he sent it to me. Sometimes the reason why we are going through what we are going through is because we do not administer our money correctly. We don't actually even know where our money goes. So on the church, on the church WhatsApp, send your, your email address. Porsche is going to send you this spreadsheet and you can administer your money properly. Sit down in your budget, on your expenses. One of the expenses is going to be how much money you give to your church. Because some of us, it's an ad hoc thing that we do. When you hear somebody speak like I have spoken today, you feel guilty. Then you give 400 rand. Then afterwards, you just stop. But if it is in your budget, you are not going to stop. Why? It's part of your expenses. So, you are very much welcome to do that. Those are the practical things that I thought we could do. The 700 rand and more, so that we can also be giving money away. We stop the subsidy thing. It is not good for us. It is not good for us. I cannot lie to you. I feel ashamed myself. Then, the stewardship of our money, we administer our money properly using a budget. Now, I want you to stand. Or those that still feel they can. You know, this morning, I have some things that I am believing God for. You have some things that you are believing God for. Everybody has written the things that they are believing God for. But you also have things that you are thankful to the Lord for. I also have a lot. God has been good to us this year. And there's a lot of things that have happened this year that we are thankful to the Lord for here at church and also in our lives. Uh, on my team, I think, I feel myself that I have the best team right now and we can do anything. Having Bongani and uh, Nathaniel on the team added to our team with Porsche and my wife and G and uh, uh, Lindy and uh, Simpiwe, I think we can conquer anything. 
and I really feel that we are ready. But I, I don't want to pastor a church that is not ready. So I want you to join us. I really want you to join us. Um, so I have a dedication that I want us to make before the Lord this morning. But before we do that, I want us to spend just a minute quietly. I'm sorry, our time is really gone. <clears throat> we spent one minute just being grateful to the Lord, showing gratitude to the Lord. And then after that, we are going to pray for those other things that we are believing God for. But before we do that, I would want for us to make a declaration and a dedication to the Lord. So I will just ask as Bongani is playing just quietly, those things that you are grateful to the Lord for, you can pick them in your hands, lay your hands on them, put them on your chest, and let's just be grateful to the Lord this morning. And then after that, we are going to pray a prayer of dedication. So my wife is just going to pray for those things that uh, you are trusting God for. And then after she has prayed, we're going to do a dedication prayer and then we're going to close. Thank you, Lord, for every item of thanksgiving that we have brought before you, that we have written down on paper, on our phones, on our tablets, whatever mode that we have written them on. We are so, so grateful. As we are standing, I have words, because uh, we can't do the projection, you just repeat after me. Jehovah, my Father, I am grateful, for I am alive. I am grateful for loving me. I am grateful for mountaintop and valley experiences I have gone through. I am grateful that you have always looked out for me. I am grateful for my career, my business, 
and my studies. I am grateful that you are present in every sphere of my life. I am grateful that I get to represent you in the calling you have put on my life. I am grateful to be part of Doxa Del Tswane Central family. I am grateful that I have given of my time, my talent, and my treasure in this family church. I am grateful that I am an eagle that is sowing higher and higher in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Now I just want to pray over the things. Uh, you can just raise the things that you are believing God for uh, before the Lord. Father God, we thank you so much this morning. Each and every one of us has needs. These needs, dear Lord, are represented by the papers that we are raising, the phones that we are raising, the tablets, the computers that we are raising before you this morning. We know that, Lord, you started life and you are the only one that understands it 100%. So today, in the name of Jesus, we want to bring our needs before you. And we thank you that each and every one of these needs will be met according to your will. I thank you and I bless you and I honor you for 2024, that as we go into 2024, that we will be a completely different church because of the things that you will do in us and the things that you are doing through us. So I speak a blessing upon each one of these, your children, and I speak an anointing and grace that, Lord, let every one of those prayer requests that they have brought before you this morning be answered. So if you can just follow me this morning, just like my wife did, we make this declaration before the Lord. Say, Lord, I come before you this morning with a grateful heart. I have seen this day which some never saw. You brought me to 2023. You blessed me with life, with health, and all these things I have written down. And I am grateful. My heart is rejoicing in every one of those things which you have given to me in 2023. I also rejoice in every challenge that I faced in 2023 because you helped me through that. I present before you today these things that I have written down. I know that you will help me to achieve them in 2024. I thank you for your goodness and mercy that will follow me in 2024. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.